welcome to Career Sequel, the Return to Work podcast. If you're re-entering the workforce after a career break, you just found your one-stop shop. I'm your host, Dr. Lee Coles, industrial organizational psychologist, career strategist, and the founder of Career Sequel. Each week, I discuss strategies you can use to bridge your career gap and land flexible, meaningful work you'll love. My mission? To help you find a job that fits your life. It's great to be here with you on Career Sequel, the Return to Work podcast, and so fun to hear from so many of you after last week's episode, The Biggest Interview Mistakes. That was my second episode about interviewing. It was a bit of a twist and that I talked about what not to do in an interview. If you want to know exactly what you should do in an interview and how to make sure you're all prepped for one, listen to episode eight. It's called How to Ace Your Interview. I have to share one of the messages I received from a listener It's Jody from Seattle. She reached out to me on Instagram about those interview episodes. She said, quote, I love the episode on nailing the interview. It helped me get my current job. This one is great, too. Jody, congratulations on landing that job. I am so happy I could help. If anyone out there, any one of you knows someone who's getting ready to interview, share those episodes because it's going to give them a leg up when heading into that interview. So go ahead, forward those episodes to them because we all deserve a win. Today's episode is all about that voice inside of you. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing that it's speaking to you right now. First, it begins as a whisper. You're not even sure if you heard anything, but then it gets more persistent and it gets louder too. It's that part of you that keeps telling yourself that you are meant for something more. The voice in your head may be saying things like, people are seeing only one side of me. I have so much more to give. I need to use a different part of my brain. I'm not fulfilling my potential. What's happened so often is that you hear this voice, but you're not sure what to do. You don't know if you should listen to that voice, if you should make a change. You worry about what will happen if you decide that you want to do something and go for something more. You wonder about how it's going to impact others in your life and also whether you're capable of doing something more if it's just too late for you. This is a place where so many of us get stuck, we get paralyzed, we long for something else, run into obstacles, and then resent the place that we're in right now. I'm here to tell you that you can decide to do something to change the trajectory of your life while appreciating and not resenting where you are right now. I'm going to share the five steps to take when you realize that you're meant for something more. Are you ready? Let's do this. Step one is to hear yourself out. There's been this persistent voice nagging at you, and you've treated it as a nag. If you're telling yourself that you're meant for something more, it's because you're not really satisfied with the status quo. Nagging only happens 
when you're half listening. So the definition of nag is, number one, constantly harassing someone to do something. And number two, persistently painful or worrying, like a nagging pain. So nagging doesn't feel good. It's harassing. It's, quote, painful. And it's, quote, constant. It's persistent. How do you stop something or someone from nagging? You stop what you're doing and you pay attention to it. You focus on it. You hear it out. You address it. And only then will that nagging end. So this is what you need to do with your thoughts. Hear yourself out. Sit with them. I recommend if you want to go to the next level that you write them down. You get them out of your brain and onto paper or a Google Doc or the notes app of your phone. List out all the reasons why you believe that you're meant to do more than what you're doing right now. List all the reasons. Let them all spill out and document them so they're in front of you in a tangible way. Some reasons that come up with my clients, for instance, are, I want to use my degree. I want my kids to see me in a professional light. I want to use my strengths. I want a job that's better aligned with my values. I want to reclaim my identity. Once you've heard yourself out and articulated what you want, then you can move on to step two, which is describe your vision for the future. If you could be exactly where you want to be a year from now, what would that look like to you? What would your day look like? You wake up in the morning and what is happening? Are you taking the kids to school and then heading off to work? And if you are, what are you thinking about as you're driving to work? What kind of work environment are you in? What would you be doing? How would you be feeling? Again, allow yourself some space and some time to really think about this. Really imagine it. I want you to see yourself a year from now going about your day. What's different? What stays the same? Go a step further and document this. Put it in writing. When you put things in writing, you can have access to that vision whenever you want. You can remind yourself of what you want to do, who you want to be. You can keep that vision present for yourself. Step three is something that a lot of people want to skip over because it freaks them out. It scares them. They worry about this step derailing them. Now, I say that step three is the key to not getting derailed. It's identifying your obstacles. What are the things that have prevented you from returning to work or from landing a job that fits your life or from doing that extra thing that you want to do? Consider all the things that have been holding you back. Obstacles can be situational, like your spouse's travel schedule or your children's activities or special needs. Your obstacles can be emotional. You've lost confidence. You think maybe it's just too late for you to do something else, or you've been overwhelmed and you don't know where to begin. Here's the thing. When you talk about being meant for something more and doing something more, you're talking about growth. And you cannot achieve growth without facing and overcoming obstacles. In order to grow, 
You have to step out of your comfort zone and do things that are uncomfortable. You have to embrace discomfort to grow. Discomfort is the currency for growth. It's like if you want to run a race and you've never done that before. You have to train, which means that you will experience discomfort in order to get fit. You have to stress your muscles. You have to sweat. Your lungs increase their capacity only after they've been stressed. You have to run and feel your heart pound in order to strengthen your cardiovascular system. Only after experiencing pain will you be strong enough to run a race. Discomfort is the currency for growth. When you know that you're meant for something more and you decide to achieve something more, know that there will be obstacles. They're supposed to be there. This is part of the plan. So if you see the obstacles, if you count on them being there, you know that you are on the right track. You are on your way to growth. You are on your way to doing something more. Identifying the obstacles leads us to step four, which is deciding the cost of not doing something. So say that you see the obstacles, you decide you're not going to move forward. You feel like you're meant for something more, but you decide to keep things as they are and not make any changes. You're sticking to the status quo. You're not going to face the discomfort of doing something new or doing something different. What is the cost of this? Really sit down and ask yourself this question. How would it feel if you decided not to do something? Maybe you're okay with it. Maybe there's not much of a cost in terms of your ambitions or your goals or your vision for the future. Maybe it feels really bad. You may decide that not doing something more is going to cost you your happiness or your sense of fulfillment. It may cost you peace of mind in that you may never be able to get rid of that nagging in your head. It may cost you real money in terms of lost potential income. Consider the cost of not doing something. Is it worth it? Is it more painful to go forth and face obstacles and achieve something for more for yourself? Or is it more painful to stick with the status quo? If your answer is that you believe that you are meant for something more and you want to pursue that, then you've made it to step five, which is take action. All you need to do is make a decision that will move yourself forward towards that something more. What you need to know is that any little step will help. It will start the forward momentum. It will start the ball rolling. Just take one small action. It doesn't matter what it is. You don't have to worry about what the right action is. Just one thing, anything, and then follow it with another small action. Take a series of tiny steps and you're going to be on your way. You can begin with something as small as reading an article about re-entering the workplace. You could have a conversation with a friend about going back to work. You could binge listen to this podcast or to other career podcasts. You could create a LinkedIn account. You can ask advice from other people or arrange a Zoom meeting or a coffee with someone who works in a field that interests you. You could hire a coach to take you through the job search process. The most important thing is that you take some sort of action 
and that you then give yourself credit for taking that action, no matter how small it is. Take a series of small actions and you will make progress. You're going to be on your way to growth, to doing something more, to being something more. To recap, there are five steps to take when you feel like you're meant for something more. Number one, hear yourself out. Number two, define your vision of the future. Number three, identify your obstacles. Number four, decide the cost of not doing something. And five, Take action to move yourself forward, no matter how big the action or how small the action. If you feel like you're meant for something more, I want you to know that you can pursue your ambitions. You can find a job that's perfect for you, something that fits your life. Each one of us has something unique, something special to offer this world. I firmly believe this. You have gifts that you need to share. We are waiting for you to share them. If you need guidance or advice, you're not alone. You have friends, you have family. Maybe you know someone who's in this position and you are the friend or you are the family member of that person. If so, share this podcast and better yet, tell your friend to book a free 45-minute discovery session with me. We can discuss their vision of the future and strategize how to make it a reality, how they can achieve something more. And you can do that by going to my website, careersequel.com, by reaching out to me over Instagram or Facebook. I hope that this has been helpful for you. I want you to have a great week. And until I talk to you again, please take good care of yourselves and know that I am cheering you on. Hey, if you're going back to work after a career break, I have a gift to help you get started. It's my free guide, Four Simple Steps You Can Take Today to Re-Enter the Workplace. I love it because it helps you get the ball rolling in a simple, easy, manageable way. Just go to my website, careersequel.com, and click on the red box that says, Get the Four Simple Steps Now. That's careersequel.com. Get the four simple steps now. See you there.